1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Got A cloudy day going, mild day, temperature actually rising a bit. And uh, 46 or so the high eventually. Mix of clouds and sun in store for tomorrow. Breezy. High of 45. Should have some rain happening though and uh, just take it easy on the roads. Take your time if you need to be out and about the rest of the day or tonight. Flyers lost 4-3 to uh, Los Angeles in overtime last night. They're at Minnesota tomorrow night at 8. Sixers home tonight against Brooklyn. Should be an interesting game. The, uh, I guess Brooklyn's got Lionel, uh, Lionel Simmons, Ben Simmons. I'm thinking Lionel from the LaSalle days. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving coming to town, and Ben Simmons, 730 tonight. And in baseball, Scott Rowland, former Phillies third baseman, elected to the Hall of Fame last night. Played for the Cardinals, Reds, and Blue Jays as well. Uh, so he'll be going into Cooperstown, I think it's July 23rd this summer, officially inducted along with Fred McGriff, Crime Dog, as his nickname was. Victoria, I used to cover the Phillies when Scott Rowland, uh, 1997 was my first year. Wow. And I have a Scott Rowland story I want to share. Very cool. Uh, I remember talking to him uh, after a game, and keep on, this is the first, I started in June of 1997. Mm-hmm. And... After a game, I went up to him and I said, "I coach a church softball team, and we actually had a couple of former minor league players on our team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One guy named was Pete Ends, and he was a pitcher in the in the Mets minor league system, could pitch hundred miles an hour until he blew his arm out. Wow! And my friend Chuck Rementer, who was a catcher in the Reds organization." Uh, in the 70s but he wasn't going to go anywhere because at the time the reds had johnny bench mm-hmm. hall of fame catcher maybe the best ever right. so anyhow he didn't he didn't make it to the majors, but a great guy fun to have on your on your team mm-hmm. so i told scott uh that i was coaching this church team and i said i know that when i say go oh for four and make an error because i also played third base
4: mm-hmm.
2: i'm feeling it for three hours when i go home You know, my wife can't make me feel better. My kids can't make me feel, I mean, they can't. But it Mm -hmm. bothers me for a while. And sometimes I said to Scott, and I'm just playing in front of basically, you know, not many people, if any. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just the guys, we're out there having fun. But how do you do it? Because you're playing in front of thousands of people. So he paused for a minute and he said, I don't leave the ballpark until it's all out of my system. Whether I do well or poorly, mm-hmm. which I thought was very insightful. So he says, sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes I'm here for five hours, but when I leave, the ball game is done, and right. it and it's I leave it here. So that's part one of the story. Uh, a little later on, I'm riding the press box elevator, and this is at Veteran Stadium, you know, before not, but this is before that, Citizens yeah. Bank Park, and uh, he happens to be riding the elevator out of the stadium uh and he he gets out of the elevator and I'm still riding the elevator up to the press box and he turns around after he's already gone out of the elevator looks at me and says you ask really good questions <laughs> not the typical nonsense i get That's funny from <laughs> Other Most people, th- other people, because that's name names. Not to name names, and <laughs> really, but I, I was, I, I felt good about that, obviously, because he complimented me. But it was because when you ask a question, you're trying to think, and and the same goes for interviews we do on this show. You try to put yourself in the other person's shoes, which includes not asking questions that get asked all the time, right. unless it's super important they to get the tired story. Of those. Oh yeah,
4: I'm sure.
2: So anyhow, it was it was, uh, it was was fun because, you know, a ball player, they're getting asked all the time, some of the same thing. How do you feel when you, you hit the home run? Mm. Awful. I hope I never hit another home run again. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> so My favorite one, quick side note, yeah. when I worked for the Eagles, I remember there was a reporter who I won't name. Yeah. And you'd be surprised or successful. And they said, so how did, how did it feel after this loss? <laughs> and the player was just, that <laughs> was awful. They were mad. were Bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Right. And now, to be fair, to be be fair, also, I I was not going down. I didn't have to write a story. I had no pressure on me. Uh, The writers I know do a very good job, uh, but they also are under a deadline and they've got to get their stories filed by a certain time. So to help their story have some strength to it, extra strength besides just their opinions or what they wrote, it helps to have a player say something. Just to add that extra context to it, and it, and and I'm sure the reporters also a lot of times they don't they don't like it any more than the player does, right. but it is you know whether you made an error that cost the team a game or whether it's something positive, it just adds some extra color. So right. I just, but again, I've never covered, I've rarely done media work with sports that involve deadlines. I did do that for a couple of years, um, but anyhow, so. Scott Rowland. All that to say, that's my, that's my Scott Rowland story as he, uh, you know, played for the Phillies back then, and uh, and it was elected at the Hall of Fame last night. I sent a text earlier today. I'm checking my phone throughout the show, see if we have a response. I'm not sure if we'll get one or not. Paul Bird, who has joined our program a number of times, who has broadcast more recently for Fox Sports South and Bally Sports, uh, doing the Braves. He he joins us a couple of times a year. He pitched in front of. Scott Rowland, so he was on the mound uh, because some folks say, "Well, I'm not so sure Scott Rowland was a Hall of Fame player. He's a good player, great defense, but as, as they say, the counting numbers. If you're a baseball fan, you know home runs, hits, runs batted in, they're not as high as others. But part of it is because Scott Rowland was injured. Getting back to what you said, Victor, he actually played the game very hard, and he had some back issues and all that, so yeah. he didn't play long enough to as uh, many enough games to go high on that list. But combined with his defense. He was considered uh, one of the top 10 third basemen of all time. Of course, we had Mike Schmidt play uh, for Philadelphia, and even reportedly Schmidt said that Rollins is better than I am, which is high praise. So we'll see if if not today, hopefully in the near future, Paul can join us uh, to talk about that because to get the perspective of a pitcher to say, yeah, you know, when you're pitching and you throw a ground ball comes up and you know it's going that direction, how that feels to you because you're working hard out there to get outs and have a solid defense behind you matters a lot. So congratulations to Scott Rowland. Also, speaking of uh, keeping track of numbers and all that, the preborn scoreboard we have—we're up to 167 ultrasounds. Yesterday during the show, we had the Hebrews 10:24 challenge, which simply says, "Let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds." And so I said, "Anybody who helps out yesterday between four and five, I will add one ultrasound to your." Total, whether you do one or two or ten, we've had folks do all of those things yesterday. So I have not done mine yet because I'd like to do it one more time. We had eight folks call or go online in, during the hour yesterday, which is great, and uh, added to that total. So we, we got about 30 or, 30 or 40 yesterday. I'm going to add eight to that, but I'm going to do this one more time. Uh, we have a couple of conversations this hour, so it's not going to be as – pre-born um, conversational throughout the entire time like it was yesterday, sharing different scriptures and stories will still remind you of it. So the bottom line is these ultrasounds we do every January with preborn, which is a ministry that provides them for uh, pregnant girls and women who are considering not keeping their baby and have an abortion. And um, the opportunity simply to see their child goes a very long way as is hearing the heartbeat. Uh, very powerful. It's effective. And I like it because it's gentle. It's obviously a very... Uh, multifaceted topic, and uh, we know we want to uh, promote life, but uh, there's a lot of factors involved, and so you want to help get that message across without yelling. As Scott um, Wilder from Preborn talked about, that Preborn's all about putting an arm around the shoulder, not shaking a fist or or wagging a finger in someone's face. Uh, but that said, it's a message of life or death, and so this is a general way to get it across in a powerful way. So to help out this hour, it's 833-850-BABY, 833 833-850. 850 2229, or click the Preborn banner on our homepage at WFIL.com. Everybody who calls in or goes online this hour and does one ultrasound or more, I will add one to your total. Hebrews 10.24 talks about that. And so there you have it. And we want to see if we can get to, because our overall goal is 500 by the end of the month, which is this coming Tuesday. So we're exactly a third of the way there, but we only have a quarter of the month left. So, of course, sometimes things come into focus as you get closer and closer. We're hoping that that also will uh, play a role here. But ultimately, the most important thing is the power of one and how you can make a difference in helping save someone's life. So we encourage you to be part of that. Uh, Also, for fun, totally separate, is we'd like to get some gift cards out this hour. And so Victoria's just her main thing besides hanging out, drinking coffee and producing content for our show, which she did. Uh, And I'm going to play some for you. In fact, before we go to our break, a couple of clips from Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach. Uh, She's going to be taking your calls and getting your address down. And all you got to do is call in, give your address so we can mail your gift card out. They are for any of the following. Uh, Chick-fil-A, Dunkin', Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. You choose one of those five, $5.60. You get one free just for calling in. In fact, we. what's today? Wednesday? We're going to probably mail this out even tomorrow. So let's get you to call in and have fun just just to thank you for listening. It's really what it is. Uh, call in 800-560-WFIL, and Victoria will spend the hour jotting your name down. 800-560-9345, and we'll get, you just tell her which card you want, courtesy of Reiner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Now, I mentioned Nick Sirianni. Before we go to our break, I want to play this. This is very interesting. Nick Sirianni, of course, the Eagles head coach, and they're getting ready to Host San Francisco is coming uh, Sunday. Sunday at three. They have the early game three or three fifteen. And Victoria, I went online today because tickets went on sale at ten a.m. So did you happen to uh, did you happen to look at what the ticket? We were a guess what the ticket prices I, might I be. S-
4: I saw the cheapest were eight hundred something. Yeah, and uh, I try to weasel my way, and my dad has season tickets with his friends, but I, I doubt that'll work. Okay. this game, well, but th- it, does that's your my dad way
2: I get the right to buy tickets. How does that work? Or I believe he...
4: that if you're seas- like, you own season tickets, like he and his friends do, I yeah. think you get prior. What's the word? Priority. Yeah. Like priority. So yeah, I don't know if it's quite like, oh, you're guaranteed, but I, I, I think you get first dates okay. more or less. I, I think so. I can yeah. get clarification. I guess that, it depends
2: but... on the kind of plan a person has mm-hmm. and all that, but yeah. Right. So I went plan. online and I saw. <laughs> Yeah, I think the cheapest I found really was it was uh, one thousand nine hundred four, including fees for two
4: tickets. They got to make that money somewhere, I, right? The I, million dollar well, contracts. It,
2: it was verified resale tickets. So I guess this is through Ticketmaster. These are people oh, selling wow. their tickets, right? So the whole point is uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of dough. But it's uh, I could see you know eight hundred bucks a ticket for something this rare, a championship game right before the Super Bowl. Helped, yeah, you know if you had that kind of money. Uh, which I really don't unless I was... I mean, if it was super important, I'd maybe find a way to do something like that. I was thinking of taking my son or whatever.
4: Yeah, or maybe a lottery. I don't know if they do that. I know they do for the Phillies. I don't know if they do a lottery for the Eagles. Well, as
2: far as the game goes, of course you have a lot of rusts on the shoulders of uh, Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, and uh, Nick Sirianni talked about why Jalen Hurts has been doing so well and having... He just qualified for... He's a finalist for the MVP, are, I think five finalists. He's one of the five. Here's head coach Nick Sirianni on Jalen Hurts. I
5: mean, you have to do different things with your snap count. You have to do different things with your signals and your communication out to the perimeter. You got to do different. It's just everything's got to be done. You know, with without being able to speak to each other, so you have to signal different things. And 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 so there's just there's just a lot that that has to happen because of the noise. And we know how much work we put in when we go to a rowdy stadium. There's a lot of work that's be that has to be done. You don't just do it game. Day you have to practice it just like you practice everything else, and so you know that that's you know that's just, that's a big advantage. Uh, that is a big advantage for the defense. It's a big advantage for the you know the defense home team, obviously, and it's a big advantage for the home team. And so and we know how good our fans are here and how how rowdy they are, how loud they are. This place is incredible. And you know this is you know obviously you get the buy when you get the one seed, but you also get the home field advantage, and, and they're equally as important.
2: So that's Nick Sirianni actually talking about the crowd noise, and if you buy one. One of those tickets and you show up and yell you're you're benefiting the team uh so there's that and then of course someone you'd be cheering for is uh quarterback jalen hurts
5: you know he grew up in a in a football family his dad's a his dad's a football coach and you know speaking of another guy that's his dad's a football coach you don't leave that building and he's and he's still he's his dna is it's in his dna to be here at all times working on his craft and whether that's in the weight room, whether that's in the training room, whether that's in the film room, this guy is obsessed with getting better. He's obsessed with getting better. The thing I really admire about that is that he doesn't allow, again, the season can go like this, right? And it, it, it does that. And that's just the, the nature of the season. But he doesn't allow the highs or the lows of the season dictate his next move. And he is. That's he is so even keeled, and he's so locked into just th- that. Will to win again? It's it's all that. It's all the him being you know being here, him leading his teammates, him you know connecting with his teammates, all those different things. But I do find like what you said. He's just so even keeled. I find that a big part of his will to win, right? In, in the sense of he just played an unbelievable game, but he's got this look on his face like I can do more. I'm going to get better from it. Like it's amazing when you really do study. Like, one of my favorite things to do, I've said it in here a thousand times, like, is to study great coaches, to study great teams, to study great players. And that was that that common denominator of Kobe and, and Michael Jordan of just, like, how do I get better? How do I get better? He's obsessed with it. I can't say it enough. It's probably hard for me to completely explain exactly how obsessed he is. And But I think that's why he is like this. Like, and it's just, like, I'm going to get better from this. Like, it's an excitement, and it, he's, he's special.
2: Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni on... Jalen Hurts, their star quarterback, who is a finalist for the MVP of the National Football League. So we'll take our first break. And as we do, uh, two guests joining us this hour. First up in just a little bit here, Paul DeGelder. He is a shark attack survivor and also hosts Shark Week. Uh, He has done that, and I'm guessing we'll do so again. He's written a book called Shark, Why We Need to Save the World's Most Misunderstood Predator. So we'll chat with Paul. When I saw that come across, I'm like, wow. I mean, everybody, even if you, you know, most of us, I guess, never seen one up close. But there's always that thought, you know, if I'm going to swim at the beach or whatever, is there a shark out there? I know I've thought of that. I'm a little queasy that way. I I don't even like walking around. I don't don't like my toes getting pinched by a lobster, let alone a shark. But anyhow, we'll talk with Paul about that. And then Rick Leventhal, the Fox News anchor, reporter, senior correspondent. He has written a book called uh, uh, Chasing Catastrophe. My 35 years covering wars, hurricanes, terror attacks, and other breaking news. So, Rick will join us as well this hour. And woven in between, you're welcome to do a couple of things. One is to uh, call and help out with an ultrasound with preborn at 833 850 Baby. Anybody who does that this hour, I will add an ultrasound to your tally. We did this yesterday, had a good time with it, and I'd like to do a few more. So, uh, anybody does you one, two, five, ten, whatever you do, I will add one to yours and uh, you can also help out at preborn uh, preborn banner at wfil.com. The other thing is if you want to call us and these are completely unrelated, but you're welcome to also call us, And get a free gift card this hour by 5 o'clock at 800 560 WFIL. Victoria's going to take your calls, get your address down. We're going to mail those out tomorrow. You can choose Chick fil A, Dunkin', Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, uh, one per household. And if you want in the past 30 days, we'll let you ask you to sit this one out. But otherwise, it's an all skate. You're welcome to help yourself. So take advantage of that. Have some fun as we do our fine broadcast today. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
1: It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's
2: 422 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Again, inviting you to call in for a free gift card, 800-560-WFIL. If you'd like one, we're giving those away through 5 o'clock, 800-560-9345. Get yourself a couple of coffees at Dunkin' or snack at Wawa, whatever you want to do. A couple of waffle fries at Chick-fil-A, you get the idea. Just a little thank you for listening. 800 560 9345. So, our first guest this hour is a shark attack survivor and host of Shark Week. His name is Paul DeGelder. Hey, Paul. Hello, Tim. How are you, mate? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat today, and congratulations on Shark, why we need to save the world's most misunderstood predator. If you would, uh, take a minute or two right up front, just for those not familiar with your background and overall story, to share that, not just what happened in February of 2009, but what led up to that, because I think that is super important as far as who you've become since then, too, the prep you had beforehand.
6: Well, geez, it depends on how far you want to go back. <laughs> when I was working behind the bar in this. I was a rapper, (laughs) opening up Snoop Dogg in 1998. But I I started my military journey in November 2000 when I joined the Army Airborne. Uh, And then looking for adventure, I decided to go to the dark through selection for clearance time, which is um, fundamentally, it's a bomb disposal role, uh, underwater and main but of other things as well. But I was doing that for about four years. And I turn up to work one day to do a counter-terrorism exercise right in the heart of Sydney Harbour alongside the Navy base. You know, this is the place where we've dived. You can see the Sydney Harbour Bridge. You can see the Opera House. So it's not like out in the middle of nowhere. And I jump in the water and I'm swimming on the surface for about four minutes doing this exercise. And then a 10-foot bull shark comes up from underneath me and grabs me by my Not a great way to start to pay no. not highly recommended at all <laughs> and so I fight back but you know I'm out of my element and this is a 600 pound of, made of muscle and so it thrashes me about takes me underwater and I'm thinking I'm going to die it rips off my hand and because I'm not attached to it anymore my wet suit makes me buoyant and I pop to the surface realize I'm not dead and figure I gotta give it for it comes back so I can't Swimming back to my safety boat, hands gone, my legs not operating, and I'm swimming through a pool of my own blood. And so I just thought that any second another shark's going to grab me, take me underwater and kill me. But I had one job to do, and that was get back to the boat. And that's where the military training came in, just that laser-like boat, get back to the boat. That's all you've got to do.
2: Yeah, the, uh, I guess it...
6: First, pulled me out of the water and did first aid.
2: Hmm. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Right, that's the the mantra of the Australian Army, and Navy.
6: Uh, no, no, it's not. That's just something I picked up in basic training.
2: Oh, okay. Uh,
6: I think it's the mantra of the Marine Corps or something. But okay, yeah, improvise, adapt, right.
2: Well, that's what you had to do. I'm just thinking, how quickly did it come for you to actually mentally shift from such a terrifying experience to Uh, I'm not going to live in that space and I'm I'm not going to feel sorry for myself and I I want my life to be something besides, I think I I had seen a video you talked about rejecting, the temptation to even turn away the love and support people were giving you at the time to say, I don't want to do that.
6: Yeah, well, look, my my fear was more powerful than my um, self-depreciation. Because that was all I had. I fought so hard for this career and I didn't know what else I would do. Flunked out of high school. I didn't have any other training. I was a soldier first and then clearance fighter. And so I was terrified of losing this career and tooth and nail using that fear as my motivator to get back. So, of course, I had bad days and down moments, but one of my friends told me something really I was in hospital, and that was don't feel bad, bad, feel bad. Everyone does. It's okay. why you feel bad, and then go ahead and fix it. You, know, you go about these things. You can't just accept the fact that things are going bad and you feel like garbage and everything's not going to work. Like you have to fight for these things. You have to fight for your life, and you have to practice your positive emotions because it's easy to slip into the next.
2: What led for you, the shift for you then, in terms of you, as far as the book Shark? What led um, the shift for you in terms of you? And it would seem like you'd be the last person, obviously, to write a book like this, and but that's not the case. And in fact, you're the opposite now. So just describe that shift and also what um, your hopes for readers of Shark are.
6: Well, it was definitely working for Shark since 2014 was the big shift. Uh, previous to that, I the media because my shark attack was so huge in australia uh, the first clearance diver ever attacked the first person attacked sydney harbour in 50 years uh the media came to me another shark interaction because i they knew i never blamed the shark i didn't hold a grudge it was just a shark doing sharky thing and i chose a dangerous life you know could have been a bit of bomb a gun thing anything and so every time there was a shark interaction they were now, why are the sharks attacked? us? What can we do to stay safe? And so, out of necessity, I had to learn, and I used this amazing tool that we have called Google, <laughs> and I started my education. And it was through understanding. Uh, there's this old mantra: knowledge dispels fear. As though the more I learned, the more I realized how little we have to fear from sharks, and how much they have to fear from us because we're destroying them at an accelerated rate that they can't actually keep up with. And so the shift was mostly there, and it just felt working like, for Shark Week into a full pack, and yeah. actually now it's turning into pity because we really are taking advantage.
2: Very good. Paul, I know you have a lot of folks you're talking to today. Thank you for taking time, and again, congratulations on Shark, why we need to save the world's most misunderstood predator. Uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Paul DeGelder, shark attack survivor, shark week host, pauldegelder.com for more info on him. book, again, is called Shark, Why We Need to Save the World's Most Misunderstood Predator. It's at 4.30 just about, and if you're just tuning in, thank you for doing that. Glad you're here. One of the things we are doing today is the Hebrews 10.24 Challenge Part 2. We did this yesterday. I just want to invite you to get in touch and call to cover the cost of an ultrasound for twenty-eight bucks, or maybe you could do five for hundred forty, or whatever you do. But whatever you do, as we hope as a listening family, we can get to five hundred by this coming Tuesday. We're at one sixty-seven at the moment. Is uh, I'll add one. I did this yesterday because Hebrews ten twenty-four says, "Let us consider how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds." So that's what I'm considering. And that's what I'm doing and asking you to do. Yesterday, we had eight folks during the hour uh, jump in and, and do that. And they were Adam in Mantua, New Jersey, Michelle in Claymont, Delaware, Sarah in Philly, Carolyn in uh, Devon, Helen in Bordentown, New Jersey, Rosalie in Cherry Hill, Daniel in Pensburg, and Cheryl in Philly. So those were the eight. And then there were several others who uh, called in in the evening later on or went online, all that sort of thing. So that's good, too. I'm doing eight, and that's not included in the total. So when I do that, it will have to 175. So I'd love to see us cross the 200 mark today and even go halfway. Can we get to 250? That's about 75 ultrasounds or so. So uh, call the number. eight. The number is 833-850-BABY. 833 833-850- 850 2229, or right in our homepage at WFIL.com. January is Sanctity of Human Life Month, and we're teamed up with Preborn, like we have the past four or five years, to provide free ultrasounds for pregnant girls and women who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. Just the simple opportunity to see the baby and hear the baby's heartbeat goes a very long way to promoting life. Very powerful, very effective, and very gentle, too. Scott Weiler, uh, Wilder, I should say, from Preborn, joined us and talked about. You know, you hear about it a lot of times this month on the station, but then taking the step from hearing about it to actually saying, all right, he's talking to me, I'll help out. Again, the number is 800-850, or sorry, 833-850-baby, 833-850-baby, and here's Scott Wilder. The
7: Good Samaritan is not remembered for what he intended, not remembered for anything more than what he did, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. I mean, God's love for you was so much that it could not be contained in feelings, and it bubbled over into actions. And that's sort of what our should do today. You know, that, that our love for, our compassion for girls and women regarding this uh, issue, our, our support for life, our belief in life, should not simply be an emotion. I mean, love should be a verb. It should bubble up from the way we feel and spill over into what we then must do. Gosh, I, I come from a long line of uh, people who, for some reason, end up, uh, they're, they're stray Animal magnets, uh, <laughs> my, my family. And recently, there were two little dogs that were running across a, a very busy uh, street, almost like a, a small in-town highway. And my one of my sons, Jamie, my twin boys, who's the more sensitive of, of all these about plants and animals and all kinds of things, he, you know, rescued them. And then the matter was, well, you know, what, but what now? You know, what are you going to do with them now? <laughs> right. And then they put up flyers and went to see if the dogs were chipped. and They weren't chipped. and But they appeared to be together. They had traveled together. Anyway, th- those are now part of the wilder uh, uh, <laughs> menagerie. Yeah. Uh, animal menagerie, you know, because of this. But it was the doing, you know. Jamie, see, my my doing is don't hit him with your car and keep driving. Right. I mean, that's that's my <laughs> compassion. That's one regarding way of doing stray dog. <laughs> that's kind of me. That's my way of doing. Yeah. But his is more, you know, and, and it's it's the doing. So so if you have ever said I'm I'm pro life or yeah I believe in this, you know, you have an added we all have an added weight because the we're swimming upstream in society. I mean, we are we're losing so many cultural battles. We're losing battles on life. We're losing battles on uh, marriage, we're losing battles on the church, and all kinds of things. And it'd be easy to think, well, what can I do? I mean, no, I can't, I'm just one person. I can't do anything. But this is something you can do. Uh, and and I, I just, I, look, like I said before, God can do it without me, but I don't want him to. I want to be a part of it. I, I want to say, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the blessing. I'm going to make sure that five more babies, 10 more babies, 20 more babies are saved right here because I'm going to join hearts and hands with a great organization that we are. We join hearts with Every single January, we're going to save babies again.
2: That's it. Scott Wilder, podcast of the conversation we had, the full hour, uh, twice he was on with us the first week of January on our homepage at WFIL.com. So thank you to all who have helped out to this point. Uh, Maggie and Glenside just uh, went and contributed five ultrasounds. So thank you so much, Maggie. I'm going to add one to yours. And the offer is still on until five o'clock. I did this yesterday. I want to do it again today. If you uh, call or go online and do one ultrasound or more, I will add uh, one to yours. So it can certainly be one. It could be two. It could be five for 140. It could be Uh, 20, someone wants to do 20 ultrasounds, that's $560 In keeping with their frequency. Whatever it is, that's up to you. But um, one of the reasons I think this is such a great thing is uh, not to overthink it, you're just giving um, someone, you know, a pregnant girl or woman a chance to see her child and to hear the heartbeat. And those are powerful things, very powerful. You don't have to have a super long conversation and people pre-born are equipped to do those sorts of things and have the conversations. But point is you are providing the, the opportunity and then from there see how God uses it and imagine a life being saved and lived not just saved but lived and so this is one way to be pro-life it's not the only way and we want to be pro-life not just in January all of those things but this is a very important way because without this there is no other opportunity to be pro-life in other ways so this is a good starting point uh, each ultrasound is $28 and thank you to all again who have helped out and we appreciate your prayers for this too cuz it's really spiritual it's a spiritual battle just like anything in life our battle is not against flesh and blood right it's against principalities and we're, it, it's against uh you know it's against the spiritual forces that we need by god's grace to pray and fight those things and uh he will help he will bring about the the results you know i am the vine you are the branches so let's remain in him let's uh live our faith out this is one way. It's not the only way. If you don't partner with us on this, that's okay. But we hope that you will. It's part of what we do, part of the fabric of the radio station. The number is 833 850 baby, 833 850 2229, or WFIL.com. I want to take a quick break and then want to uh, bring on board our next guest. I mentioned uh, Rick Leventhal with Fox. He's been with Fox for years, Fox News anchor, reporter. He's been all over. Chasing Catastrophe is a book he's put together called My It's My 35 Years Covering Wars, Hurricanes, Terror Attacks, and Other Breaking News. We'll talk with him a bit about that. He's doing a radio tour, calling stations and all that. So we're going to uh, have him on for a little bit here. We also invite you to call the station separately if you want to call and get a free gift card. Kind of a, a number of things going on today. But if you want to call and get a gift card, we have Chick-fil-A, Dunkin', Panera, Redis, and Wawa. $5.60 increments, one per household if you want to call and get one please do. Victoria's the man on the phone's grabbing your info. We're going to be mailing these out tomorrow. And just a little way of saying thank you for listening. We really appreciate that you're there. It's courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Quick break, and then we bring on board Rick Leventhal from Fox on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com. It's 441 on the Tim DeMoss Show in WFIL in
2: Philadelphia. Victoria, do you, uh, have you ever owned a Fitbit? You know what those things uh, are? Yes, I
4: do. I have a poor man's Fitbit, but I have okay. something similar, yes. Okay. Well, today, <laughs> you don't happen to have it today, do
2: you? No, I don't. Because you're running back and forth with I know, the it's, it's so hard, you, you know? Get, get some good steps in today yeah, if you had that on you. Yeah, the whole
4: 20, like 10 yards, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you're in the other studio grabbing calls and just figured it'd be a nice point in the show to. Do some shout-outs to people who have yeah. called in and got their free gift card. Who do we have so far? Yes,
4: we have Ted, Diane, and Kathy, all of PA. We have Anthony from Delaware. Okay. Okay. And Art from New, uh, New Jersey.
2: So which towns? Let's see the other towns.
4: All right. We got Pensacola in New Jersey. Okay. We got Bear, Delaware for okay. Anthony. We have Philadelphia for Kathy, Bridgeport, PA, okay. Ted, and Philadelphia for Diane. That's good. So they're all over the place. Yeah. Getting gift All cards? spread out.
2: All right. So if you want to get a gift card like those folks did, Victoria's ready to grab your info and send that out uh, to you tomorrow. Chick-fil-A, Dunkin', Panera, Ritas, or Wawa. We do this every now and again. It's an all-skate to use the roller skating language from back in the day. And uh, 800-560-WFIL is our number. 800- You're heading back? All right. Have fun. Say hi to Steve. 800-560-WFIL is the number. Victoria will be in position to field your call in about 10 seconds. And then uh, get your info. And so you don't have to do anything for her. You could uh, just you know, give her the info so she, we can mail this out to you tomorrow. The choices are Chick-fil-A, uh, Duncan Panera Ritas or Wawa. Again, and thank you for listening. 800 560 9345 for that. Before we bring on our, our next guest, uh, we want to mention we have our ministry of the month for uh, January is Straight from the Heart with Pastor Joe Fosch over at Calvary Chapel in Philadelphia. There are three different books that we give away, one each day, like uh, every day, it's a different one. So you have a chance to win one of three. And then there's a grand prize featuring a Calvary Chapel Philly hoodie, T-shirt, mug, and verse-by-verse verse, through the Bible flash drive. And everybody who enters gets re, uh, free resources from uh, via email from Calvary Chapel. So you can get entered for that right through next Tuesday at WFIL.com. The program itself, straight from the heart, been on for decades with the radio station. We love that. Uh, and you can catch it 730 each weekday morning Sundays at 8. Had Pastor Joe and his son Josh in the studio. Uh, I guess it was a little over a week ago, and talked about the beginnings of Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia.
0: I get saved back here in nineteen seventy-two. Didn't know what I was doing, but I was saved out of drugs, out of the world, you know. And uh, through a process of events, ended up on the west coast where I met my wife. But it was in a it was in a heretical ministry. We were living in communal houses, but she had gotten saved at Calvary Chapel when they were still in in the small chapel before the tent. So we kind of blew out of that ministry because in that ministry, if you were sick, it was because you had a lack of faith or because if if you were broke or in prospering because you had a lack of faith. And when we were broke and sick, we figured it was time to move on. <laughs> so so we went yeah. and we would sit and listen to Chuck again. It was like drinking cool water, Chuck Smith, you know, in Calvary Cosa Mesa. And then after a number of years... Just kind of felt like, you know, it's time to move back to Philly. My wife wasn't really happy initially. She's a California girl. We moved back in uh, 1981, the spring. Look, went to a lot of great churches, but we're used to coming to church in our genes and underlining our Bible, you know. So in the fall of 81, November, we started a Bible study, about 20 of us. And uh, that's what it is, where it came from. That's where it is now.
2: It's Pastor Joe Foch, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, straight from the heart. Again, the radio ministry, WFIL's Ministry of the Month for January. Full podcast of our conversation with Pastor Joe and his son Josh right on our homepage at WFIL.com. There are a lot of other, a little bit easy for me to say, a lot of other great ones there too. Conversations with Rabbi Schneider from Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Dr. Alvita King, and uh, Kim Dolan Leto, who does Salem's Book of the Month for January too many others help yourself have some fun with that video dan stevenson from the phillies was on with us just i guess it was just yesterday the days run together sometimes that's up on our page too at wfil.com uh, one other quick just note if you're just tuning in hebrews ten twenty four says let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and so like we did yesterday although we're not talking about it as much, but just mentioning it here uh, and several times throughout the show. If you are kind enough to help out in our partnership with Preborn and take care of an ultrasound for $28, or you can do two for 56 or five for 140 or 10 for 280 or 20 for 560, whatever it is, we're trying to get to 500 by Tuesday. We're in the 175 range right now. uh, I will add one to yours. Just a little way of saying, hey, you want to help out? I'll add one to yours. Uh, No limit. By 5 o'clock, either call 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner right in our homepage at WFIL.com. Thank you to all who have, including Maggie this afternoon from Glenside. I'm not sure we're going to get more names from Preborn. Uh, their folks are doing other things this afternoon with other radio stations, but if we can, we'll do a few more shout outs before the end of the show. Uh, that all said, glad to bring on board now our guest Rick Leventhal, Fox News anchor, reporter, senior correspondent, and author of a brand new book called Chasing Catastrophe My 35 Years Covering Wars, Hurricanes, Terror Attacks, and Other Breaking News.
3: Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Tim?
2: Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat today.
3: My pleasure. Buy my book.
2: (laughs) I've been reading through. How long has uh, Chasing Catastrophe been in the works for you? Share a little backstory as far as putting it together.
3: It took me a few months. I think it probably six, eight months to write the full book. And thank God I saved all my reporter notebooks for my 35 years you know, as a reporter, yeah. I, I had them stacked up in boxes and on shelves and in file cabinets. And I just went through them all and categorized them and realized that I had so many great stories in there. And it just refreshed my memory. You know, I had, I had notes from interviews, notes from press conferences, my rough scripts for packages and live shots. They were all in these little notebooks. Wow! And so I, well, I put them into the piles and I, and I just started going through the piles and I started then transcribing them and, and, and filling in the blanks. Have you, and calling old colleagues and it just all kind of came together.
2: I was as you're talking there, I'm thinking: Have you been living, you know, covering so many things, doing so much stuff? Had you ever paused very long to, you know, stop and see some of that stuff, like people going through their photo albums or whatever? Or has it just been kind of like a one-way street for you for a lot of years? In a way,
3: yeah. No, it's a good way of putting it. It was kind of a one-way street. You know, you don't have a lot of time to, to look back and reflect on stuff you did last week or last month or last year and then, you know as a as a reporter who, were, who covered all kinds of crazy stuff day after day i often couldn't remember what i did the day before <laughs> yeah but you know if i if i was on a big story like i traveled somewhere then of course i would know that you know yesterday i did this and today we're doing this and tomorrow i hope to do that but you know you you get very very involved in what you're doing at the time and there's not a lot of room to so, you know to think about other things at least there wasn't for me I would totally uh, envelop myself in whatever I was covering. And, and I wanted to do the best job I could. So I would gather as much information as I could and do all the research and, or help you know, use the research that others did for me and just try to weave it all together into compelling and concise and entertaining stories for viewers. And what I couldn't do was share what was happening behind the scenes. That was rare. So that's one of the things that I did in Chasing Catastrophe is, is tell the stories behind the stories.
2: What was important to you as far as your work and your craft? Uh, if you had to kind of look for a consistency from story to story that really mattered to you to make sure you were doing it no matter what the story was?
3: Well, I, I wanted to do it right. You know, I didn't want to make mistakes. I would horrified if I, if I ever got anything wrong. Mm I, you know, and to me it was the most important thing was being accurate, you know, and I liked being first and I had great contacts in law enforcement and and those guys would help me out left and right when I was on a terror attack or, or some other breaking news. Um, but but for me the the goal was to tell the best story of anyone who was at this at the scene and to be right
2: yeah, I would think that i mean did you find yourself kind of recalculating as you're going uh you know am I, am I flying in the right direction like because if this isn't really a story, what am I doing here, or back and forth that sort of thing
3: yeah, a hundred percent you know it, it, and often we would get sent out to a location with a with an assignment, hey, we're looking for this. Uh, this is the story that we, we want. And we'd get there and we'd, and we'd realize, well, that you know, that's not really the story. <laughs> this is the story. Yeah. And on rare occasions there was no story. And, and I would, I would tell them that, you know, because I didn't want to make something out of nothing. And if I thought that the story wasn't legit that we were sent out to cover, I wasn't going to just do it because that was my assignment. You know, I had been there long enough and had enough experience to know when, when a story wasn't a story so I wouldn't tell those but that's another reason why I like breaking news so much because it, it was happening right in front of us all around us and I was really good at, at parachuting in somewhere and just put me on the ground put a mic in my hand give me a camera and I'll and I'll bring you I'll bring you what's happening and so that's what I did a lot
2: That's quite a thing last question for you I know you're talking a lot of folks today what you, what your main hopes are after you put all this work in for those three chasing catastrophe
3: well, you know, I hope people read the book and I hope people learn from the book. I hope I can um, maybe make some young budding journalists better, give them some tools to help them do better. And, and there are stories in here about my life and my, my early days uh, and what a mess I was and I hope that I can inspire some people who are maybe a little confused about what it is they want to do in this world. They, could, they can hopefully read my book and say, you know what, this guy could do it. This guy went from a 0.27 GPA to being the, the top news reporter at the biggest network in America. So, you know, if I can do it, they can do it. You can do it. So, um, you know, that, that's another one of my goals here.
2: That's great. Rick Leventhal, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on chasing catastrophe in my 35 years covering wars, hurricanes, terror attacks, and other breaking news. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.
3: You too, Tim. Thank you very much.
2: Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's Rick Leventhal, Fox News anchor, reporter, and senior correspondent. And again, the book's title is called Chasing Catastrophe, My 35 Years Covering Wars, Hurricanes, Terror Attacks, and Other Breaking News. We have a quick break to take here. We'll wrap things up in just a moment. Before we do, just another reminder, uh, two different things going on in addition to our conversations. We're asking folks to call and help out with preborn if you do an ultrasound or more. Uh, twenty-eight dollars a piece, or five for hundred forty, whatever it is, I'll add one to your total. Like yesterday, is Hebrews ten twenty-four in the spirit of spurring others to love and good deeds. Hopefully, encourage you to jump in and help out. We're trying to get to five hundred by Tuesday, the end of the month. January being Sanctity of Human Life Month, and we're getting uh, in the upper one hundreds now. Getting hopefully, Lord willing, over the two hundred mark by the end of the show. Let's put it that way. So, whatever you do before five o'clock, I'll add one to that. Thank you at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 or at WFIL.com. The other thing is to give us a call at 800 wfil and we'll give you a free gift card. Completely separate. It's not, nothing to do with if you help with preborn or not. This is just something we're doing also. And we'll mail it out tomorrow. $5.60 increments. We do this every now and again. Chick-fil-A, Dunkin', Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. You choose. Victoria is ready to grab your information and... Mail that out to you tomorrow,
1: 800-560-9345 for that. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's
2: 4.56 in The Tim DeMoss Show. Kim Dolan Leto, who I mentioned earlier, uh, wrote a book called Fit God's Way, Your Bible-Based Guide to Food, Fitness, and Wholeness. Kim, uh, her book is, it's the Salem, which is our parent company, Salem's book of the month that you can win. There's also a $5,000 fitness giveaway on our homepage that that book is part of. She was a, an ESPN fitness champion. And uh, here's a bit of our, our conversation with Kim.
8: You know, I, like I said, when I first started dieting, I went to the world. And I had to learn that the way that you look is not who you are. It's just like you aren't what you do. You know, we're children of God, and we're here to serve Him. We are not here to live for what we look like or what we weigh. And so many people are like, oh, I ate good, so I'm good. Oh, I ate bad, so I'm bad. And there's this, like, performance, this negative conversation running all the time in their head about how they're performing. Am I doing good? Am I doing bad? And I had to unlearn all of that because I that's how I learned how to get fit yeah. the wrong way. And I feel like we're trained in that kind of mentality, and it's very unhealthy and very joy-stealing. And then also that Fitness with Jesus is ageless. There's no age on this. Like, you can be listening in 77, and you can start going for a walk around your block every day and starting to eat whole God made food, you know, instead of a candy bar, have an apple and some dark chocolate and walnuts, like start to take better care of yourself and notice how differently you feel. I think we're always wanting to eat better to look a certain way. But I one of the things I really had to learn is, gosh, look at how much better I feel when I do this stuff. And I feel like that deserves way more credit than just what you look like. How do you feel? I want people to take care of themselves, not just for how they look, but how they feel. And that was a pivotal difference for me.
2: That's Kim Dolan Leto, author of Fit God's Way, your Bible-based guide to food, fitness, and wholeness It's Salem, our parent company's book of the month for January. You can enter to win that at com. It's also part of the Healthy Fitness uh, Challenge, the $5,000 challenge, which includes gift cards to whole foods and uh, exercise equipment and stuff to work out and all kinds of cool stuff. Enter to win that as well at WFIL.com. Thanks to all who have called in. Congratulations to those who have picked up some free gift cards today. And thanks to those who have helped out as well in our partnership with Preborn, 833-850-BABY or
1: WFIL.com if you want to help with that. See you. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.